I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Decrypt.co, this is Matt Aaron. Today on the show, Tether's market cap hits $11 billion. Millions of stores that accept Visa in Mexico now can take crypto. And in our main story, Ledger back in the news. An exploit makes you spend your Bitcoin instead of your altcoins. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Today is Wednesday, August 5th, 2020. And before we get started today, I want to say thoughts, prayers, best wishes goes out to the people in Beirut. The explosion that hit their docks and ripped through their city yesterday is just unbelievable. The damage caused, the deaths, people injured, the hospitals are destroyed. So medical care is difficult. I just want to say that everybody at the Decrypt Daily sends our best wishes to people in Beirut. On July 2nd, I covered Lebanon and their economic crash and their fiat currency going all the way down to one Satoshi. As we all know, Beirut has had its conflicts and has its strife. And between economic struggles, between political struggles, and now with this tragedy, it's a lot for the people of Beirut. So our thoughts and prayers go out. And now our thoughts go to the crypto prices. And I'm recording this at noon Eastern Standard Time, and we're on a tear in the crypto space right now. Bitcoin is up $550 from the time I reported it yesterday. It's sitting at $11,684, up nearly 5% since yesterday. And Ethereum is being held by a little man or something that won't let it cross that $400 mark because it's at $397.07, up 3.2% from yesterday. Litecoin sitting at $59, up 3.2%. Bitcoin Cash. 295.95 up 3.6% and XRP at 30.4 cents up 2.1%. Numbers are looking good, folks. And the question is, where are you keeping your crypto safe? Is it in Ledger? Well, if it is, you might want to hear this next story. They fixed this problem. However, you might want to know about this Ledger exploit. And here to talk about it is news editor Tim Copeland. Tim, welcome back to the show. Hey, Matt. Nice to be back. This headline crossed my desk this morning. Ledger exploit makes you spend Bitcoin instead of altcoins. This is the second week that Ledger is in the news for some kind of hack or exploit or what have you. Uh, can you tell me what is going on with this one? For sure. So in this case, the whole point of the exploit is that the hacker tries to get you to send them uh, an altcoin, maybe say Litecoin, and you sign that transaction, you send what you think is the Litecoin. But in fact, you actually sign a Bitcoin transaction and then you accidentally send the same amount of coins, but in Bitcoin instead, which could be way more valuable. So the point is they convince you to sending them 
what you think is a lesser value coin and then you end up sending them something that's worth more money. That generally, fine, I get it. You want to send an altcoin, they say you're sending an altcoin, then they actually make you transfer Bitcoin. That, that's the gist of it, correct? Yeah. How does that even happen? Okay, so in this case, it's a bit complex and the CEO of Zengo pointed out on Twitter that it's actually, it's quite a difficult exploit. There's a number of factors involved. In this case, I believe they would need to get you to download a malicious version of Ledger Live, which, I mean, by the time you've downloaded a malicious, a malicious version of a crypto wallet like that's dangerous enough anyway i mean we had that guy who lost his life savings of bitcoin there's enough dangers if you've already got that far but yeah so they they would have to have this malicious version of ledger live and then they would need to convince you to send them a small an amount of litecoin or another altcoin specifically it would have to be another bitcoin fork because that's that's the kind of key issue here you said a malicious version of ledger live does that mean that their official download has some kind of backdoor or some kind of vulnerability in it that you know people can access or does that mean that you're downloading from a non like authentic place neither so often in these cases there will be malicious versions of the app i.e it looks like the app smells like the app but it's actually uh was created by a hacker and is designed to do something nefarious um but they don't often come from other sources so take the example of the guy who lost his life savings in bitcoin he downloaded that from the official google chrome extension store often you see fake malicious scam apps in reputable stores often people argue that they're not quick enough in taking these down i mean we also did another article on that which said that google was informed precisely about these types of apps specifically keep key like referring to the guy who lost all his bitcoin a month before that guy lost bitcoin and if google chrome had taken that down or made sure there weren't any of those kind of malicious apps that guy you know would still have his life savings of bitcoin so um, you'll find that these malicious apps are anywhere. I mean, you can download them from a email link that you might believe is from Ledger, or you might download a malicious app from a from a website that looks like Ledger, but it's actually a fake website. But you can also download them from official places like Google Chrome Extension Store and other download stores. Okay, so I have a question with this. You're full of questions. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's your job, but whatever. It is. <laughs> Somebody's being cheeky today, huh? Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> keeping you on your toes, mate. I'm totally keeping this part in here, too. Uh, let's see here. So we were talking about sending altcoins. Like, for example, most people don't have as many Bitcoin as they do their altcoins. So you could hold, like, for example, I don't know, 100 Litecoin. And having 100 Bitcoin is quite a, a stretch. So you would have to basically be in the situation where you're asking for an amount of Bitcoin that is feasible for somebody to have. Is that correct? Yeah. So the idea would be what you said. They would have to have like 100 Bitcoin and 100 Litecoin. And the hacker would ask for the somehow convince them to send them a hundred Litecoin. And I, I don't know how they would do that. But then like probably just it, by chance, you know, they're paying for something or sending that amount anyway. And then they go and it pops up and they go and they notice it and they go, oh, he's trying to send 23 Litecoin. Let's ask for 23 of those Bitcoin. Yeah. So in fact, payment, like if they post as like a store, like, hey, come buy T-shirts for Bitcoin. Oh, sorry, for Litecoin. It's, it's tricky because they have to identify this person, get them to download the malicious ledger live, and then also get them in some way to pay the money I via a store or something like that. So I mean, potentially, you know, they can target this person, but it's it's hard to get people to kind of spend their, their crypto. The way that I'm looking at this, even though this bears Ledger's name on it, this, this vulnerability doesn't seem to actually hold Ledger responsible. I think that could be a fair statement. I think I would need to have a better kind of understanding of this exploit myself, which is tricky as a journalist, not as a security researcher. But I think that is possible. I mean, when, when Ledger kind of discussed the problem, 
they said that it's kind of to do with the way blockchain itself works. So the exploit wouldn't work for something like XRP. It's specifically for forks of Bitcoin. Any coin where it was at one point kind of forked from Bitcoin and shares the same history and shares the same characteristics, all of those coins are potentially liable to this exploit. And it's because of how they work. And Ledger said that if they disabled the function that allows this exploit to happen, then that might stop people from being able to spend their cryptocurrency. This is why I put in the article, you know, it's kind of a catch-22. Either they lock people's coins and people can't spend their money, or they allow the possibility of this happening. Now, that is a quirk of this new technology we've created, but that puts Ledger in a complicated position where they either have to like block people from moving their coins in certain ways or stop them from having their assets potentially stolen in an exploit like this. And and what they did was they decided to put a warning out if this kind of situation happens. And that's definitely kind of middle way kind of solve the problem. And, and we'll kind of see whether, whether it's effective or not. Tim, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about this. Thank you very much. Thank you. And in other news, too bad Tether isn't a good investment. Because since the beginning of the year, Tether's market cap grew 136%, yet their stablecoin stays a dollar. Hence, it being a stablecoin. $500 million got pushed into the market cap yesterday as the on-ramps for crypto get more traffic. The demand for stablecoins are up because it's good for a couple things. One is hedge on the volatility. As Bitcoin goes up and Bitcoin goes down, sometimes you want to lock in your profits, yet you do not want to exit cryptocurrency you just want to keep your cryptocurrency there on the exchange or wherever you're holding your crypto so seeing the 550 dollars rise of bitcoin from yesterday to today you might or one person might want to lock in their profits moving it over to usdt or tether and then when they feel like it's another buy opportunity take the tether back into bitcoin it's a great way to hedge against the volatility another way is it's a good arm ramp it's a way to go from dollars to USDT, which is in parity to dollars, to hold your cryptocurrency or to transfer it to this on-ramp in order to buy some cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Litecoin, or another altcoin. The amount of money coming into the space right now is a very bullish sign. So let's keep an eye on this. Dark web drug vendors are charged with trafficking $270 million in Bitcoin. Here to talk about it is Decrypt writer Adriana. Yes, so... Many people think that transacting in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies on the dark web guarantees some level of anonymity, but that's increasingly not the case. So two guys were charged yesterday with trafficking something like 270 million in Bitcoin because they were selling opioids on the dark web. The opioids were shipped from Puerto Rico, um, disguised in tourist paraphernalia such as maracas um, but the authorities made sure to point out in the court that they now have tools to you know, penetrate many dark web transactions and it's probably a lesson to us all that bitcoin is not as anonymous as people may think um, obviously it's not the first time something like this is has happened it's becoming increasingly common though for authorities to investigate uh, these kind of transactions thank you adriana and finally, Mexico gets another step closer to mass adoption with returns in Dash with their new debit cards. And here to talk about it is my good friend Ernesto Contreras, head of business development at Dash. Ernesto. Hi, Matt. It's great to be here. Big news coming out of Mexico today as Visa has a card that can be used in millions of stores that gives Dash back. 
can you tell us about this? Yeah, so this is amazing. It's uh, We've been working with our partner exchange, Tauros.io. They're a Mexican exchange, and what they did is they launched a debit card that is in their ecosystem. So what happens is every time you spend, you're going to get some dash back. But not only that, once you have the Visa card, it's connected to your Tauros account and you can change. Let's say you have one dash, you can exchange that one dash for pesos and then immediately have those pesos available to spend in your Visa card. So through a seamless integration, you're now able to take some of your crypto money, put it into your card, spend and at the same time get dash back. How do you think this is going to affect the ecosystem and mass adoption in, in, in Mexico? It's it's great because there's over more than a million people that have crypto accounts in Mexico. So now some of them will be able to log into Tauros and start through the exchange of crypto into pesos and topping up their card using some of their crypto. But also some of them will get dash back and also there's uh, the opportunity to get other crypto. So this will enable more people to be put in front of this crypto. And now that the market is, is looking bullish, it will be even better. What's the population of Mexico? Mexico has right now 127 million inhabitants. So that means if there's a million accounts, one out of 127 people have access to crypto accounts. So that means we're just moving in the, in the correct direction. I love this. Ernesto, I appreciate it. Good luck to you and Dash. And uh, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Matt. Talk soon. And that was it for the show today. Remember, wherever you're listening to this show, leave us a rating, five stars, a comment. It helps us stay visible because of that good old podcast SEO. And don't forget to share it with your friends. Happy hodling, and I will see you tomorrow.